Hey, what's going on? This is Zach Bodenweber. I am a life coach, health coach, and social worker. I own Alchemy Total Wellness in upstate New York, and I'm on the Big Mouth Pharmacist podcast. My biggest pet peeve with the coaching industry is that there is such a low barrier to entry. You know, it is totally unregulated, so you have a lot of people out there promoting themselves as self-help gurus, health and wellness gurus, who don't have the training to back it up. There's no clear way for, I think, the everyday person who actually wants some help from from somebody like that to truly look and see like what qualifies somebody and there's so much information out there that just gets recycled too so it's actually very easy to appear like an expert when you're not welcome to the big mouth pharmacist podcast i'm neil i'm the big mouth pharmacist i'm a pretty sarcastic slightly unprofessional healthcare professional a holistic pharmacist here to talk about everything wellness weed and woodstock we broadcast from the most famous small town in America, where I hold court as the town's family pharmacist who tries to get people off their medicines and onto a wellness program free of the BS and misinformation of the natural products industry. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller. I'm a holistic pharmacist, and I'm owner of Woodstock Vitamins. If you want to get in touch with us, you can visit woodstockvitamins.com or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We're there as Woodstock Vitamins. We're on Twitter doing our sarcastic thing using the username at BigMouthRPH. And if you want to email me directly, you can just email podcast at woodstockvitamins.com and I'll be happy to talk to you and take any questions you may have. Today's guest is Zach Bodenweber, a certified life coach, health coach, healthcare consultant, national trainer, and licensed social worker. He's co-founder and director of coaching at Alchemy Total Wellness, a platform for self-transformation offering coaching and training services both online and in person. Zach's in today because to help people achieve their wellness goals, to live their best lives, we need to start by changing our minds. Everyone's always saying the same generic stuff in the motivation and personal help space. And I think that Zach's approach is very similar to our own. And when deployed correctly, I believe it's the most effective and sustainable. So Zach and I are going to discuss behavioral change while we swat away all the unnecessary nonsense and misinformation that plagues this space. Enjoy. Zach, thanks for coming on the podcast. I, I want to say I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm going to have to reshape uh, uh, my interview questions. I thought you were a love coach, so I thought this was going to be like Hitch, and then you and I were going to like team up, and I was going to put the spark back in my relationship with my wife or something like that. You're actually a life coach, so you know I, I guess we can do that interview too. But yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, that's an important part of life, so we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> that, so that's just a dumb joke that I thought of in the shower this morning before yeah. I wanted to that's do like this a podcast. Good shower joke, right? Yeah. So that's that's where where I'm at with my mentality. So we're going to talk about all of the fun stuff around uh, life coaching and like motivation and discipline and execution and everything. So, so thanks for coming on and let's, I guess, let's just like dig into it. Don't you think there's enough motivation? Like I do. Yeah, yeah I absolutely do. I think motivation, it's, it's, uh, it's like mental masturbation. Yeah. Right. I think that there's, it's, it feels good. Yeah. Right. And, and I've heard before that saying, you know, it's like a warm bath, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think at the end of the day where people really struggle with is execution yeah. and consistency, Yeah. you know, cause motivation will get you started. I don't doubt that it's not, you know, that it's, that it's not important, that it's important. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a small part of the equation totally. because then what happens when motivation runs out? What yeah. happens when you're faced with that first setback or that first failure, then what happens? That's why I think a lot of people move tiny, tiny little bits in a whole bunch of different directions and never really follow through and never really get to the other side yeah. because the motivation runs out and that's, that was their fuel. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that for me, it's motivation is just like the spark right. that just gets the whole thing going. But you have to, it's, it's kind of like, I have a little d- d- diagram that we have on mm. one of our blog posts where it's like mm-hmm. motivation is like this little guy sure. that taps this big giant that has to like move slowly and kind of get moving. You oh, know? I saw that. Yeah. It's I really good. That. I stole yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely didn't come up. I don't, <laughs> I'm not original at all. So, um, so yeah. the, there's a lot of bad advice out there. So yeah. let's talk about why you think there's so much bad like lifestyle advice and um and what are some examples of some horrible advice that your clients get that mm. they, that you have to like untrain people from sure yeah mm-hmm. i think i think the I think, well, the first one hits on motivation. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a big one is just all the, we're getting, these days we're getting so much information, these bite-sized pieces, mm-hmm. right? And so I think what happens is people get all, they, they see this stuff and they hear this stuff and they get these little bite-sized bits of self-help, you know, motivation, positive psychology, mindset, mindfulness, mm-hmm. right? And all this stuff and, and they, it's like then they get this idea of what they want to do, but not an, a real strategy for executing that, right? you know? So I think that that's, part of it is is just the advice going around that's just like the the pat on the back you know you can do it don't quit you know like all that stuff like yeah that's great yeah right but we actually need number one strategies okay strategies for executing and number two those strategies need to be sustainable so i see a lot of people doing things for a week a day a week 21 days right right a, a, a month Right. And then it falls flat because it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't something they truly enjoyed. It didn't fit with their lifestyle, their preferences, and yeah. truly their goals in some cases. Yeah. You know, so I think that's I think that's part of it. And on top of just all the unsolicited advice, I feel like you can't go anywhere on social media these days without you know, getting some sort of advice that you weren't even looking for. Right. <laughs> and, you know, some of it's totally misguided and it, unfounded. Mis- misguided. And social media is horrible. Like we yeah. had a social media expert on here, all the tricks that the platforms play. But yeah. then then all these wieners are putting up pictures of themselves <laughs> on the beach, like in this oh, yeah. great lifestyle. And you find out that it's just oh, a yeah. complete facade. And, oh, yeah. and But people really value it. And, and there's even, you know, there's um, uh, forums and, and place dedicated to just kind of like showing how fake everything really is. Yeah. But... But it's it's attractive. Yeah, we we want is. that that result, but we don't want to take the journey to get there. Sure, you know. Sure. Um, Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. That result is a complete illusion. Yeah, it is a complete illusion. Right. That's why you have so many people who have made it and they're miserable. Yeah. They made it, quote unquote, made it. Yeah. Right. Like we have this weird idea of success, and to me, by the way, success is just a weird word because I think success is your ability to achieve your desired outcome. Yeah. So there is no one definition of success because it depends on what your desired outcome is. Right. So one of the things I want that I think a lot of people see is the are these images of these nice images, right? And then there's a whole story that either goes with it or people make up about that image, right? about the life that somebody's living yeah right they maybe not knowing that their marriage is on really rocky terms or they have you know some sort of a substance use a problem or yeah. like whatever it may be or maybe they're genuinely happy and that's great as well mm-hmm. right but the idea is that 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 end goal is just an illusion because it's really not an end goal and this is one of the things i want to bring up yeah is that there's there's means goals and ends goals okay okay means goals are what a lot of people see and what a lot of people are chasing. Okay. What I mean by that is they are means to an end. Okay. okay? So the simplest one to talk about is money. Yeah. Okay. We mm-hmm. see a lot about that, how to make your first million, how to make 10 K a month, how to mm-hmm. be a six figure, whatever Baller. you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. a six figure screenwriter, yeah. six figure coach. Right? So you see that and it's like that the money 
is not the end result, okay? Yeah. Because you, like the, the number in your bank account doesn't make you happy. It's what does that represent, okay? What does that allow you to do? Mm-hmm. What is it that you think that's going to give you? So a lot of people are chasing these goals when really it's a means to an end. The end is usually to feel better, to feel safe, right. to be free, mm-hmm. to be secure, right? To have fun, yeah. right? It's one of, it's, 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 but the end, here's the weird thing. The end result is always untangible or right. intangible. It's, yeah. it's always an emotion. It's always a feeling. Mm-hmm. But we have all these things we chase in the tangible world to make that feeling happen. Yeah. And a lot of times the work I do with people is like, we can generate that feeling right now. Yeah. Right? That's an important part of mindfulness and meditation. The example that I use for myself is like, I don't want a jet ski. I want the kind of life where I can go on my jet ski at any time and yes. enjoy myself Thank for you. a weekend, right? Thank so, you. you know, it's not the thing. It's it's the time because I can have that thing and it'll just sit in my yard and I won't oh, be able yeah. to use it. Oh, and, yeah. It'll be a know. pain in the ass to maintain. Huge. And you'll just you'll yeah, forget it, about it. it. It's just, yeah. yeah. So... Um, so the you bring up a lot of really great stuff here and you know the there's a big misconception part of this is our society you know this is really the 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 distortion that's coming from our social pressure yeah. uh, of like what is acceptable so i would say that this this whole process of being well uh, you know yeah. and like feeling good about yourself it, it's it's a very important part and you you brought up something uh, really interesting about being happy you know, about how like they're trying to sell us on the idea that we're unhappy. Because if you're a happy person, you don't need anything. And and the whole point of marketing, I believe, is to make you feel unhappy, to make you feel not in shape or not something, you know, hungry, horny, whatever it is, you know, like they want you to 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 lust for something. Oh yeah. And and then and then drive you towards uh, some some goal that they can facilitate, and it's huge in this, this the, You you know the part of selling is you want somebody to experience pain. Yes, right? How, mm-hmm. isn't that like if you think about that? Yeah, it's messed, messed up. up? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's huge. Like, like the, that, all of that yeah. is to help is for so somebody can experience pain, yeah. and you might be in a great mood, having a great day, mm-hmm. and all you all it takes is to scroll through and see somebody living a way better life than you, yeah. and it's like, yeah. now all of a sudden you're unsatisfied when when before, a moment ago, you were actually pretty happy with Com- the way things were going. Completely <laughs> yeah. satisfied, yeah, I think, and it's the funny yeah. thing, we talk yeah. about money, yeah. but it's like, yeah. it's not money, no. it's it's just the free time. It's, it's, it is. It is really what it is, yeah. and, and the means to just kind of do whatever you want, sure. and so that doesn't require millions of dollars, that just requires a conscious decision. <laughs> it's like that story. Have you ever heard that story about the, I'm going to totally just paraphrase it, but the guy who goes to the fishing village. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. You, yeah you know yeah. that one, right? Yeah. right? yeah. Yeah. So basically the yeah. guy goes to a fishing village, a fisherman's there, and he's like, well, I can scale you up basically. Yeah. I turn you into this big billionaire and he's like for what and so at the end so you can retire and fish whenever you want and the guy was already doing and that, that yeah. is the perfect representation of the means goals and the end goals yeah the end goals that the fishermen already had the end goals right all right mm-hmm. so now you have all this me oh we can scale it up build this whole fleet make mm-hmm. all this money mm-hmm. the end goal is exactly the same the same yeah. right yeah that's a very very good differentiation for people yeah. the um let's talk about um expertise in this ar- arena because sure. like you know I mean, I've interviewed a coach already, like a, a wellness coach, and she actually coaches uh, workplaces and teaches them how to like incorporate the, all the stuff that you've talked about, like productivity and stuff cool. like that into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Yeah. But like, there's a million people out there that are yeah. calling themselves coach. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So there are so many, di- you know, there's a few coaching 
accreditations. You know, there's a few bodies of coaching. You know, I'm, I'm a board certified coach, which is through the Center for Counseling Credentialing. Mm-hmm. There's also the International Coaching Federation. They do, you know, I would look out for one of those, but there are so many, uh, you know, like I could make up, I could create a training tomorrow and say, join my s- training on becoming a certified wellness coach and just create my own little bullshit certificate Mm -hmm. (laughs) create Mm -hmm. a whole a little curriculum Mm -hmm. and do that there's nothing stopping me from from doing that as long as i'm not taking the name of an accreditation that's already out there yeah or you know survey so the problem is like i was saying there's such a low barrier to entry that anybody and their cousin can just call themselves a coach right Right. So without the experience to back it up Mm -hmm. and def like definitely not to you know, blow my own horn here, but it's like, I have, you know, over 2000 hours of working with people in counseling settings around depression, anxiety, and behavioral change, you know, and then I, am certified through the uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition and Health Coaching. And I did, you know, a hundred hour plus training with the Tony Robbins coaching program, you know, so like, not only is that time invested and skill invested, but that's also money invested. Like yeah. you, you want to find somebody who actually truly invests in their own development in this arena. Yeah. Um, since they're often, it oftentimes is hard to know what's legit and what's not. Right. I mean, the yeah. the thing it's just like supplements. Anybody yeah. can sell supplements. Anybody can say that they're a practitioner, yeah. and they actually will get um, legitimized by some supplement companies too. Oh, he's one of our practitioners, yeah. and they can even go through internal trainings, but it doesn't really um, bode well, you know, the idea of, you know, anybody can teach you guitar and, but you can learn, learn completely bass backwards. And then, and then when you get to a real coach, they have to like, you know, kind of break you down and and then build you back up. And so like, what are some things, so you're, you're talking about ensuring that they, they go through a real accredit, uh, accrediting body, basically some sort of formal credentialing. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I'd like the idea, the, the social work, the idea that you've already taken classes around mental health and anxiety and depression and choices and psychology and stuff like that. That helps out a lot. Um, Are there other things that people can look at um, to determine uh, if if a health coach well, mm-hmm. let's let's take it one step sure. back. Do I really need that? I mean, like, if sure. I'm just looking for somebody to help me get some stuff done, like, mm-hmm. uh, it, do I really need somebody that's so credentialed, or can I just find somebody that's, you know, a good salesman? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. So the thing is, with the credentialing and the training, like all that, it's just it's just a title, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not gonna give that more than it's because I even think there's some like, quote unquote, good, you know, credit trainings out there that really don't teach somebody to be that great. Dr. Oz um, is a doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a lunatic. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, so it, it, here's, here's the thing is a coach is a good coach. A good trained coach is going to understand behavioral change. Yeah. It's going to understand he or she is going to understand lifestyle change. Yep. And this is the, this is the other thing where I think like, some of it is so just surface level, like anybody can provide accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody, like you can get an accountability buddy and check in daily on what right. your goal was, right? Yeah. And that could be anybody. That yeah. could be your friend. That could be your, you know, that could be a professional accountability coach, right? right. Uh, but the thing is, is that I think the best coaches really understand the driving forces behind behavior. Mm-hmm. And know how to pull those levers and know how to teach you what those things are. Yeah. Right. So I so my whole philosophy around this is that every single behavior mm-hmm. 
serves a positive intention. Every single behavior has a positive intention behind it. And that attention is usually to meet one of our needs. Mm -hmm. I believe we all have a core set of needs. It's not quite Maslow's, but similar. I work off Mm -hmm. a similar framework. Mm -hmm. And uh, in order to influence somebody, you have to already know what influences them. So a lot of times here, I guess here's circling back to your earlier question. What gets me riled up is people offering advice before they even take the time to listen to somebody. Right. How do you know? How do you know mm-hmm. what advice to give somebody when you have not first listened, when you have not first taken the time to understand and appreciate their world, mm-hmm. right? Truly, because until you know what the why behind what they're doing, right? Until you know those reasons, until you know those needs, until you know that nearly everything we do is to avoid, avoid pain and experience pleasure, yeah. then how can you really offer any advice? Yeah. I mean, the parallels here to the supplement industry are pretty uh, fascinating because it is, you know, the idea that you walk into a health food store and you're like, what fish oil should I take without them going, well, what medicines are you on? Mm. You know, and even having any idea what that is or like even understanding any of the backstory behind the the fish oil. So, I mean, it is really funny how um, these uh, wellness related arenas are so um, closely related from a poor advice standpoint from sure. a, a bad direction standpoint sure. and because both of those people both of those people in that situation are just looking to live a better life and that and that's the yeah. thing here is that i try to never ever ever beat up a consumer right uh, because the systems that are presented to them um, are the broken thing sure. that it's it's the way that it's, it's so that they're the consumers are always just trying to make the best decisions for themselves. It's just that they don't see behind the curtain to see mm-hmm. how broken and shady the whole thing is. True. And like you know, we we just have to have like better BS detectors mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right. So like, mm-hmm. let's kind of move 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 down the, the line here. What okay. you know, we know what the good advice is. Like, it's mm-hmm. not you know you you know. I remember you came to a, a counseling yes. session with me and we we're talking yes. about nutrition. Yes. And so there's a lot of stuff that comes up that you want to debunk. And you were talking about like all these crazy like biohack stuff. And oh yeah. And 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 the the what we just said was that you know basically I don't know if you saw my dietary jenga article. I thought that was silly and brilliant but you know the idea that our nutritional information our our advice just even in general is a stack of jenga blocks and we often pull from the foundational parts and mm. overstack on the top where it's more complicated and yes, yes. Yeah, so you like I that didn't see, no i didn't oh, see yeah, that but i that love out. that yeah it's awesome so I so from that. a nutrition standpoint we pull away right. the things that are most important and then right. we stack them on the top where it's more complicated right. and so that's what ends up happening i feel like with nutrition and so yeah. we we know what to do we we have to make that Jenga tower, nice and solid and straight from the bottom up. And even if we don't even pay attention to those higher level things, we still can. If we want to get into that nerd level where we're op maxing and minning everything, you can totally do that. But most of us need to start in the bottom yeah. and relearn yeah. the foundational things. Yeah. So that's, we know all of huge. that and we've covered all of that yeah. stuff. So it's like, let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes here. So, so like, how do you make something unsexy? Like you just have to eat healthy, mm. sexy, because that's really the trick here The you know, like to most motivate people i feel it's got uh, to be sexy that's so interesting you're right you're right it's got to be it's got to be like uh like buzzfeedy right you know totally. like like five ways to you know optimize your health this week right and yeah, it's it, like it's like wait a second are we just talking about the same right <laughs> men's health has written the same article for the past 25 years it's like about getting abs and getting women right. and it's the same advice <laughs> and every but 
the the whole thing has changed our framework to change the way that we oh, think about man. this stuff that this is the way it should be nobody comes to me for gut health advice and when i'm like you don't have to do anything crazy all you have to do is take some probiotics fluids fibers prebiotics that's it just do that mm-hmm. but they want to do a cleanse and they want to these crazy, crazy things. So, um, uh, you know what? I got to tell you. So first, I think this is part of our attachment to instant gratification. Yeah. Right? That, that we don't want to hear, oh, you just have to employ these simple strategies. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, and that's, you know, you have to create a new lifestyle for yourself based on these really simple strategies. You know, we want to hear, no, like, what's the edge? Like, I was saying success in general, right? That 21 wait days to get this or that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you want to be successful? Create a plan, have a mm-hmm. strategy, implement that strategy, take the feedback you get, mm-hmm. make adjustments, and then implement it again. Yeah. There you go. That's Sorry, it. do that over and over and over again. Yeah. And so part of it, like to answer your question, I think part of it is to actually decrease our attachment. Uh, like we can go two ways with this, right, Neil? We can make it sexy mm-hmm. or we can try to help people realize that those shortcuts and that sexy stuff, it doesn't work. It's yeah. it's it's temporary. Yeah. You know, and that's why so many people do those things. They might lose some weight. They might increase their productivity. They might do this, that, or the other thing and then go right back to the same old things they used to do right. because it's not a sustainable lifestyle change. Right. I, if the last diet fad worked, we wouldn't need the new one. Right. You know? Exactly. So um, let's stay here for a minute because I think this yeah. kind of gets to the heart of it is the the idea that hmm. that it requires strategy and planning, Sure. I think is the biggest obstacle for almost everybody, including myself. You know, yeah. I set out at January, I had this editorial calendar that went six months into it. Yeah. But the time it takes uh, to plan yeah. and just to, to kind of, stay on course towards goals that's more time that we're not budgeting for and i think it you know one of the biggest things that we can teach people is to make planning and rest a part of your day because we don't plan either one of those things and we don't build either one of those things glad you said that Mm -hmm. go i'm so glad you said that i schedule mm-hmm. time to do nothing mm-hmm. in my account. Like if you look at my calendar, there will be a gap. I yeah. don't even label it anything. It's just a yeah. color block. Right? And then yeah. that is time to do nothing. That is time where I don't put anything in. So it's like I schedule my time not to schedule. Gotcha. You know, you know? Mm-hmm. so I think that you're right. That needs to be protected time. Yeah. Not time that, oh, I think I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden a million things fill it up. Like yeah. that needs to be protected time. By the way, you have to value that time to protect it in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, but the second thing too is I love that you said making time for planning. Yeah. Making time for planning is important. A lot of times with people, I work with them with the, it's just, again, a super simple strategy. We just call it plan tomorrow today. Right. Plan tomorrow today. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe once a week you're doing a, a weekly reflection and planning for the week ahead, but yeah. every single evening, mm-hmm. part of your evening routine becomes looking at the next day, mm-hmm. right? looking at the skeleton of that day and thinking, okay, where, how am I going to fill this out? Where am I going to do exactly what? Yeah. Um, and you're right. Cause if you don't plan it, we all know today, the biggest problem facing many of us is distraction. It's distraction. It's so that's why our attention spans are literally shrinking. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't, people can't sit there and read a book anymore. They won't even read my <laughs> articles. My articles are long. I know. They probably like just open it and they're like, yeah. They scroll through, <laughs> get the important points. Those are, those are well-crafted, uh, awesome articles that are, they're, they're 10 mm-hmm. pages. They're like a 10 mm-hmm. minute read, but whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah, people are like, you have to shorten your articles. No, I'm not going to shorten your attention span any Thank further. You. you know, Thank you. we have Thank to you. learn to sit and read, you know, that's why I'm saying for you, mm-hmm. for you and I, I always like I struggle with this all the time. Do I 
give in to that, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. do I no? Do I rebel? Yeah, because I, I want to reach people, mm-hmm. as I know you do too. Yep. So it's like, do we find the way to make it Buzzfeedy and quick and sexy, mm-hmm. or do we rebel against that because we know that yeah. that's creating all sorts of problems for it's people? Making it worse. It's making it way worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think I. Th- you know, we have to figure that out. It's like, how do you, how, you know, I guess to a, attract attention, you can, you can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think once it. you have people on board, you it. have to just realize that these people are going to listen to what you have to say and what you say is valuable. So I you have to kind of put it. it out there. So the, when you were talking about planning, so, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of looking ahead, just even a glance for the next day to plan. I think there's mm-hmm. one more piece that everybody should build in. And I'm sure you do this with mm-hmm. your co- coaching mm-hmm. is to do a retrospective look. So mm-hmm. what did I do today? Totally. And did I accomplish the goals that I set out? And I think that's a real big thing because like you said, success is like this weird nebulous concept yeah. that um, people that are motivated like myself, you know, I'll get myself into a rut and I'll say, I didn't get anything done today. And I've just worked 15 hours and I've just done all this crazy stuff, recorded four podcasts and done all this dumb stuff, right? Like yeah. not dumb, but like yeah. just insane amount of stuff. And I'll say, I didn't get anything accomplished because I have this nagging or itching feeling. And to, the only way to get rid of it is to set out for yourself. What are the one or two or three most important things that I need to get yeah. done tomorrow? Yeah. And then make your day, get those things done and, and to reflect and say, okay, I got those three things done but then i also got all this other stuff done so actually i'm ahead of the game yep you know Mm -hmm. Uh, because we get overwhelmed with the information we get overwhelmed with the amount of work so totally and the thing is is that that it's that it's that never-ending to-do list because stuff gets taken off the top and added to the bottom right right? so it's like it's just constantly there so there it's very easy to feel that sense of i didn't do enough Mm -hmm. which is always even though you really did so i actually like what you said about you know, one to three things that you, I always say like, if, if I got one thing done today, today to make today a success, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and start there. And a yeah. lot of times if I can, I try to start the day with that because yeah. if you, if you start the day with a big win, mm-hmm. you are, you already won and everything else is extra. It's all gravy. Yeah. Right. But, but you're right. If, it, if you just, if what's your compass, if it's just your never ending to do list yeah. every single day, you're going to feel like I didn't do enough because there's always going to be more that was added on. For right? sure. So, so, I love that. I love that idea. You know, sometimes what I have people do is, is it's a really simple method. Just take an index card and on the index card, write the five things they want to get done that day in the order of importance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the pressure is not to get all five done, but it's mm-hmm. a very simple system where you knock the first one off, knock the second one, knock the third off. Say you get done, there's two remaining. They just go to the top of the next day's index card. Right. Right. And it's just, and it's, so it's this way of knock totally. And then you could have this larger pool, like yes. uh, David Allen has like yes. a capture list, right? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that day you kind of pull from, mm-hmm. but all you worry about is your index card that day. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's distilling down all the craziness that we have to do um, yeah. to get to get all this stuff done. So yeah. where are people at when they come to you? Mm-hmm. So like in their head, uh, what, where are they starting from? Yeah mostly what are you seeing like what are what's what's enough for most people to say you know what i need help sure sure it and, is, and yeah. i get let me say i'm sorry to keep interrupting because no, i like i'm thinking about this i think we need help yeah. i think that um most of us need help from a mental health and an organizational standpoint i think that everybody should see be seeing a, a, a psychiatrist if they can yeah. or some sort of mental health therapist and then i think that we all should be um working with somebody to help coach us to help us set those bigger goals yeah. whether it's health related or financial or uh, relationship whatever it is and then keep us 
mm-hmm. on track and yeah. help us stay accountable towards those goals. So where are people at? What's the straw that breaks most of the camel's backs to get them to a coach? Because not everybody's doing that right now. So I can tell you that I can tell you that it hardly ever is information. Yeah. Hardly anybody ever comes to me mm-hmm. seeking information. Mm-hmm. It's that they have the information yeah. and they are struggling to execute it. Right. They they're they're breaking promises to themselves. Yeah. That is where most people are at when they see me is is they are breaking promises to themselves. They have told themselves time and time again, that's it. Right. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna make this change. Yeah. And again, lasted one one day, yeah. one week, one month, and and then it stopped. Yeah. And so they're they're breaking promises to themselves, which by the way, is one of the worst feelings I I think in the world because every day you either build or diminish credibility with yourself yes. and goals start to become completely meaningless yeah. if they just become another thing that you'll never do right right which is so so a lot of times people come to me knowing that they need some support in actually implementing and following through on on this or there's so much information because if information were the answer, chronic disease wouldn't be a problem, you know, we don't, like, right? Because right? we, we, can, we can look at what to do. But there's so much conflict, you know this, right? Yeah. So much conflicting information. Yeah. Or seemingly conflicting. Seemingly in- conflicting mm-hmm. information yeah. um, that, you know, it's like, whoa, I just need a strategy for me, yeah. okay? Um, yeah. And then I need help in actually implementing that strategy. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times when I, where I'll start with somebody is yeah. is – is there is number one, what are they currently doing and how is it currently meeting their needs? Yeah. Right? Number two, what is their why? Yeah. What is their why? What yeah. is the what is the why behind this goal that they have? Yeah. We have to get crystal clear on that. Yeah. Because if it's not strong enough, I believe if you have a strong enough why, the what takes care of itself. A lot yeah. of times people don't have that strong enough why or they at least they haven't identified it. Right. So we get really clear on what that is. Right. Because ultimately I know we're talking about pain with with marketing and stuff like that, but ultimately pain can be motivational because the avoidance of pain is our greatest drive. Right. right. So if you're not happy with something in your life, mm-hmm. I think the I think we don't want to always sugarcoat that, you know. Yeah. We wanna acknowledge that and say, okay, and use that as fuel to, to move you forward, right? right? Use mm-hmm. that as something to, use that as the catalyst for change. Right. Uh, so sometimes it's the why and sometimes it's to see my kids grow older or to have the energy to keep up with my kids yeah. or to, you know, feel more confident about myself, to wake up with energy in the morning, to feel like I am a competent human being, to excel in my field, you know, to finish mm-hmm. that project. Yeah. All of those types of things but ultimately, what I'm so interested in helping people explore is the question, what am I capable of? Right. I love that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, because I feel like I'm capable of a lot, but if I did, you, uh, somebody said to me, you can you can do anything, but you shouldn't do everything. Yeah, totally. You know? And so, like, what am I really capable of doing versus mm. what is my delusion? <laughs> totally. So, so yeah, like let's dig into that capability thing. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Let, let's take a step okay. back. I want to talk about why because I, I sure. like to get a little intimate with the listeners so they know like where my head's at. That's the awesome. the idea of like the the why motivation. Yeah. I think that everybody kind of needs that. Um, I don't know like what it is. It's like that that one thing that they uh, is the lens that they see their life through mm. um, that defines them. I remember actually setting this for myself uh, in a in a flirty conversation with my wife. We met in pharmacy school. We would write notes to each other, sit next to each other, and just write notes back and forth all That's day. Like yeah, it was it was. I so thought you were gonna say we we would write prescriptions for one another. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we, uh, we uh, are, are frowned upon doing that. 
so uh, we don't really do it. But yes, that's, that's a good one. Um, but we, we were writing notes back and forth. And uh, my wife, Erin, she said, what's most important to you? And I actually said, kids and a family. And so I don't know if I was just trying to, you know, like seal the deal there or if I was actually like honest. But no, no I, I actually yeah. really like want family. It's my number one thing. And, and it was funny, like in this entrepreneurial journey, I kind of like kept telling myself that I was doing it for my family. Right. But the truth is, is that the journey was taking away from my time with my family mm. and it was making oh, it so I was less present with my family. So it's like, it's that means and means in the ends thing, but the, the idea of why. So, you know, when we are doing this life coaching and just I, like, even that word is yeah, kind of weird, I know, but like the I idea know. of like just getting stuff done and getting through sure. our life and, 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 and being fulfilled, sure. you know, setting yourself a vision, like what is the vision for your life? And that's the top level type thing. Yeah. And then your, you know, what are your annual strategies? What are you going to do mm. each year, each month, each day to, to reach those, those endpoints and, and really kind of defining what is that one thing that you will never ever ever compromise on and and will always focus on and then be honest with yourself about are you actually accomplishing that or mm. are you just is it lip service mm. uh because i think like for me that was like where i had my break i'm like you know what this is broken like completely broken everything that i've been sure. leading up to for the past five years is completely broken and so and you know, it stinks to address stuff when it bubbles up to such a problem. So even people that don't get life coaching, I think, you know, I hope that they take something from this, right. this kind of conversation and, and more That's of right. this information out there that it's, 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 who are you? What's your story? What's your vision? And, and are you being honest with yourself and, and where you're going there? So that why question I think is probably where everybody should start. So you yeah. listen, you say where I am, you yeah. know, and then, the why what's going to propel you forward yeah and and then setting your goals and then right. executing on them so yeah right. so um, i just wanted to that's right i i think that's huge i gotta say i relate to that i had this example last week where my mother asked me if i want to get some lunch and i had i had worked i mean there's always work to do you know that of you course. know you're you're i'm trying to i'm trying to really you know grow grow this business and grow this brand and mm -hmm. so there's always something to do and i what helped me is the compass of my why, because one of the reasons I want to grow this is so that I can have some more of that freedom to do, guess what? Have lunch with my, my mom, mom right? Whenever you want, right, right? Exactly. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, it's totally ass backwards for yeah. me to say no to this, yeah. to work on my business, which is, that's one of the goals for me personally. Obviously there's a larger mission, yeah. but for me personally is to yeah. have some of that freedom. So right. it's like, you know what? Yeah, it, like totally exactly what you're saying. I can yeah. relate to that hard, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. so so for, for hyper-motivated people, yeah. such as you and I, yeah. um, we have this hustle mentality. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit if you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's always, there's always more to do. Mm -hmm. There's always more to do. There's always more you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that glass is never quite full. Yeah. <laughs> um, as much as we want it to be. So there, I mean, there's the other illusion, right? That one day there will be nothing left to do. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just an ever evolving to-do <laughs> list. Like, I think we long for those moments and sometimes we find those moments in other ways, those moments of, of release or, or relaxation or what have you, because that's ultimately what we're seeking. Um, you know, so, so I think that there's this idea, what is it? I think Abraham Lincoln has that quote, if you gave me six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first four sharpening the ax. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that rest and recovery is, is sharpening the ax. Yeah. I do. I think if otherwise, think about it, otherwise we're just go, 
beating the axe against a brick wall all day and it's getting dull as all hell. Right. And then, you know, we're, but we're just going to keep going. Really, we need to take a break and sharpen the axe. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, there's, um, something that you said about the glass being half empty, which I think is really cool. Right. So like, this is what I try to teach people about that whole analogy is, uh, and this goes to like the mindfulness, you know, your glass is in half empty or half full. That's the water you have. Yeah. So like, you just have to accept that that's the water that's there. Maybe your cup is just too big, Sure. you know, like is the water, the temperature? Uh, Well, it doesn't matter. That's the temperature you get. That's the water you get. So that's what you have to drink. So, so the idea of uh, wishing for more or being satisfied with a little bit, it's, it's the wrong, again, the, the, the argument is always framed incorrectly for us. And I feel like the best work that, you know, you and I both can do, whether it's in the supplement space or in the, you know, the, the coaching and lifestyle space is, is reframing this and breaking apart those, um, uh, constraints that everybody feels that the system is in, you know, fad diets. So we were, we were talking about fad diets. So, so what's your, what's your feeling on that? And like weight loss in general, just, you know, I, I always tell people that, well, first of all, before I before I dive into that, mm-hmm. the thing about the the Stoics, I'm big into Stoic philosophy. Okay, yeah. The mm-hmm. Stoics were big on that, is the mm-hmm. idea that the rich man mm-hmm. does not have many possessions, but few wants. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that, the, and then, I mean, if you look at Buddhism, I wrote a whole large article about, uh, that was actually in the Observer, which, I, oh, cool. yeah, which was mm-hmm. like my biggest, you know, publication to date mm-hmm. and um all about the similarities between stoicism and buddhism because with buddhism it, buddha says the cause of suffering is desire mm-hmm. right? so mm-hmm. very similarly that desire is what is what causes suffering mm-hmm. so of course my big thing with with my own kind of intellectual and philosophical pursuits is combining the west with the east mm-hmm. because you know in the west desire is a good thing right mm-hmm. it's good to be hungry it's good to want more right mm-hmm. this and that and then mm-hmm. more of the eastern tradition is not like totally just being happy with what you have, having few wants, eliminating desires and eliminating, uh, you know, a lot of possessions even. Yeah. And we're seeing this weird, I think, I think as a culture, mm-hmm. we're trying to marry those two. And it's yeah. really fascinating to me. And I, I enjoy it. You know, I think that, um, I forget the guy's name, but there, oh, why do I forget his name? But there's this incredible story about this guy, this really wise elder who, um, you know, Alexander the Great went to visit him okay. because he heard that this was the wisest man in the land, right? And all this stuff. And he wanted to go learn from him. And he, and so he went on his horseback with his team, went over to visit this guy. And I wish I've, I've we could put the name in the show notes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, he basically says, "I can give you anything." He, he found him laying in the sun. All right, so he pull he he rides up on his big horse and he says, "I can give you anything you want." You know, it basically, I can grant you any possession, anything in the world that you want. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Right? So he tells him, he goes, I'd like you to move out of the way of the sun. <laughs> yeah. That's what he tells him. <laughs> right. So Alexander mm-hmm. rides off and he says something like, if I were not Alexander the Great, I would wish to be. So, you know, I, uh, so I think about that and I'm like, you know, that is so, that's so interesting because we do have to strike that balance between being truly grateful and happy with what we have. Mm-hmm. Well, also like, you know, like, and also accepting where we're at and feeling whole mm-hmm. and feeling, f- feeling full, yeah. right? Well, also like wanting, yeah, like we could still work toward an extraordinary life, mm-hmm. right? We need to marry those two. Yeah. And again, I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive, right? 
Right. Again, it ties, ties back to being, I think you can be, you can use happiness and fulfillment as fuel to experience even more out of life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. versus waiting for the experience, having that be the carrot dangling in front of you. Once I get there, then I'll be happy and fulfilled. It's a very millennial thing. Like uh, yeah. they're disengaging from the broken system and like, I just want to, fish you right. know i don't right. i don't care I about having the stuff drive my van across country and right. just live out of it and right? i think like, like, i'm very yeah. uh, uh envious of that yeah. you know because i think that's the i think yeah. it's a great place to be at is to is to be devoid yeah. of those kinds of things i'm sorry that was a tangent no. so 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 weight loss yeah. weight loss should be the byproduct of a healthy lifestyle right. people come to me I want to lose X amount of pounds. Mm-hmm. I want, like, if we're doing the health coaching type mm-hmm. thing, right? And we're doing one of our programs at Alchemy. I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. And again, why? Right. <laughs> why? Why do you want to lose uh, That's a means goal, right? So what's the end goal? And that's where we get into to feel better, right? To feel sexier, to, to be more confident, to feel better in my clothes, to keep up with my children, right? That's when we get to the real reasons. Right. But my whole thing is like, you, all of that stuff, you chase it far enough, it's always just to feel good. We always just want to feel good. Right. Like, it's 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 so innocent. It, like, it actually is very moving to me that we mm-hmm. all just want to feel good. That's it. And, uh, you know, you chase any goal far enough, It's that's what's at the end of it. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, great. Let's come up with a plan where you're going to feel your best. And then guess what? The weight loss, looking good, all of that stuff will be a byproduct of that. Of course. So, you know, that's why when you're chasing weight loss, mm-hmm. that's a huge problem because you can, I, I think results are easy. I think, I think pretty much any diet plan mm-hmm. will work. Of course. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, and so you do the 21 day this, you do the, the, this juice, you do that shake, you do this program and you lose the weight. It's, I mean, the extreme version is like you have, you know, parasites. Bypass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, you have, you have surgery, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and then, but like you still have the same lifestyle, you still have the same attachments, you still have the same, right? So I just like to have people experience just what it can, sorry, just what it can feel like mm-hmm. to truly, truly live life at, 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 to your fullest potential, truly mm-hmm. nourish your body. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't know how good they can feel until they realize how bad they actually felt, right? Because right. like, a lot of times, like, they, they might be having, and you know this, obviously this is your field, you know, the, they might be ha- having mild food allergies and have never in their life taken a break from those foods. And they, this is just their norm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I'm a low energy person. Oh, I just get fatigued easily. Oh, yeah. I just this and that. It's like when you can experience, when you can help somebody realize a new reality, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah. wow. I didn't know I could feel this good. I didn't know I could think this clearly. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason I went into this because I started, I would just work with people around mindset and behavioral change with, in social work. Mm-hmm. Client after client with depression, anxiety. I started all of a sudden through my own nutrition changes realizing, oh my goodness, how, how good I felt. Yeah. I started just as an experiment asking every single one of them what their diet was like. And I was appalled by the results. You should be. Uh, right? And I realized, oh my goodness, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to help them with impulse control when their blood sugar is like this all day long. Right? right? Like I'm trying to help them with their depression when their inflammation is, is through the roof, right? Or, or, or they're, you know, they're experiencing you know, insulin resistance and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I'm missing a huge piece of the equation as an agent of change. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, the, I'm now treating M&Ms and like junk food like drugs because yeah. 
because it is truly addictive. I've written about the sugar addiction and how it's actually like a real thing, not a not a bloggy type thing. But like the idea, like if I was consuming booze or like pills, mm. the way that I uh, lead lead to and go to unhealthy mm-hmm. foods, mm-hmm. it it would it would be like you said appalling you know it would be insane for people you know to look at it from that lens so i've you know again it's it's that mindset like where how bad is it right now that uh that i need my eyes open to you know and it's just really kind of shifting your paradigm i think around it so yeah and i think i think you're right the the dietary stuff every diet will work yeah everyone will because it's a reduction of whatever you were doing a change and sometimes people need that catalyst that big dramatic change you know the the big thing i think from a health and wellness standpoint is the peer pressure you know i have a lot of people that come to me that say well what supplement should i be using like like it's like a, a an external motivation to push them to to this thing, you know, and you don't need any supplements. Like if you're eating well, you technically don't. I mean, I've even identified, well, here's five that I'll throw a bone at you for, you know, the vital five, Mm -hmm. because you're probably not getting enough in your diet. But even then it's like, there's no supplement that you need. You could, you could live a great life without them. And there's plenty of people that do. So, so yeah, I think, I think that the, the, the nutritional stuff is probably the biggest step forward. The second being stress management, Yeah, you know, because stress is a major issue. So, uh, oh, what man. kinds of tips do you have around stress or any insight around stress that, huge. you know, would be huge. Beneficial? So, you know, this is a couple things. Okay. The first thing is, I think when we look at eating and stress eating, which a lot of people experience and mm-hmm. a lot of people I work with experience, not only is it the dopamine, right? You're getting the pleasure that that feels good, do it again hormone, but you are actually changing your nervous system, Mm -hmm. right? When we look at stress, we know we're in that sympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. right? So what's going on? Well, blood flow is rushing to our extremities. And I know you know this more for the listeners. Yeah, of course. Blood blood flow is rushing to the extremities. Our heart is beating fast. Our breathing is shallow. Our bronchial passages widen. Mm -hmm. Well, we call it the fight or flight, Mm -hmm. right? Well, then the opposite is often called rest and digest, Right. right? So... If I stuff my face, what happens? I you know ask people to identify that. What is it like after you eat that whole microwave pizza or that or you know whatever that that oven? It's not pizza? delivery. It's the journal. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. What you know what happens? And it's oh, I'm relaxed. And people, I say, what? Show me what happens. And they just go like this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're sitting back. Their shoulders relax. Right. Well, what's happening is now your body's switching into a different nervous system where it's prioritizing digestion. Your blood flow is going back into the center of your body. You're breathing a bit slower. Right. You're almost a bit sedated. Mm-hmm. All right. Your arms and legs kind of get like jello. Mm-hmm. That's a real, there's a real function there. And there's a real benefit there. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, that's the other thing I want people to realize is, again, that positive attention behind every behavior. Yeah. There's always a purpose behind it. Yeah. You know, and it works. Mm-hmm. And it works. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said some of my tips are to help people realize that you can experience the same physiological changes the same amount of relief that you are craving through some simple changes and let's just i always start with the breath Mm -hmm. and the breath alone Mm-hmm. The breath alone. Doctor uh, Andrew Weil mm-hmm. um, has he he popularized the four seven eight breath. Mm-hmm. I usually start there. Okay, mm-hmm. so and he has this thing where you breathe out and you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't. I try not to make it too complicated. It's mm-hmm. four seconds in through the mm-hmm. nose, mm-hmm. right? Holding for seven seconds, mm-hmm. breathing out for eight seconds. Mm-hmm. 
in any breathing strategy, the exhale should be longer than the inhale. And then the holding is cool. Another one is called box breathing, mm-hmm. right? Which is where this is actually something that um, for people who think that this is too like whatever, I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. To, you know what I mean? So to, to, yeah, this is something that Navy SEALs do, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, but yeah. the, so this is for the bros. This is for the bros, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, I don't know how many bros you have on the- Very but, few. <laughs> this is, bros are my, this is my demographic. Bros. But, um, you know, there, there you're just picturing a box and you're inhaling- it could the length of the sides could really be anything, but we start with four seconds. You're mm-hmm. inhaling for four seconds and you hold for four seconds, mm-hmm. and you exhale for four seconds. Yeah. Hold for four seconds, mm-hmm. and like you're drawing each edge of a box. Mm-hmm. And um, when this, when you do this, there's certain. I mean, you you stimulate the vagus nerve. You you deliberately slow down your breathing. So again, your breathing was rapid. A lot of times when we're stressed and we sigh. Because we're not getting that, our breathing was so rapid, we need a little bit more oxygen. Yeah. Right. So this idea that you're deliberately slowing down your breathing, and when you do this, for everybody listening, breathe into your belly. Mm-hmm. We all we oftentimes say, oh, like when people tell me, oh, deep breathing doesn't work for me. You can breathe deep into your chest mm-hmm. and not even activate your diaphragm. Breathe into your diaphragm. Mm-hmm. So I think the simplest way to do that is to picture almost like there's a little balloon behind your belly button mm-hmm. and picture it slow, gently inflating and gently deflating because a lot of times we do breathe into our chest and a lot of times we literally cut off access a few things go on one is we slump and every a lot of things we do are anterior we're typing we're driving we're constantly in this kind of like, yeah position yeah. um the other thing is that i think people subconsciously try to make their abs tight a lot yeah just because the only reason i have ab muscles <laughs> is from sucking in my gut <laughs> right we, we try to suck in our gut yeah. well mm-hmm. that that also you know um you know inhibits uh, deep breathing mm-hmm. so you know really relaxed belly when you're mm-hmm. doing this sort of thing but so a lot of times what i'll tell people because uh, you can't change again the re- people, pe- reason people a lot of times fail with behavioral change is because they're ch- changing it. Maybe they're stopping it, right, and not doing anything. So therefore, you're stopping it, so you're not meeting the need it was meeting. Second thing is you're stopping it and replacing it with something. But if you replace it with something that, again, doesn't meet the same need, there's going to be a void there. So, but if you replace it with something that meets the same need for you, you will be successful in behavioral change. So this is a perfect example of that when it comes to stress management and in particular with the eating example, but with anything, anything you might do when you're stressed, we all have our ways to handle that, is taking these breathing breaks and incorporating these breathing strategies can put you in the exact same relaxed state that you were craving that you were desiring the reason you chased one of those behaviors or one of those habits that you formed. And um, so that's kind of where I start. Now, that's a micro-intervention. Mm-hmm. Nice thing about that is you don't, I'm not telling people you need 30 minutes to meditate. You can, right. do, you can do a few rounds of the four, seven, eight breath and yeah. relax. Yeah, I mean, the holding you know? of the breath, this is actually really funny that you said this because yeah. we were talking about this today. My, my psychotherapy session oh. yeah he's like four to six he's oh, like you got to yeah. do that more often oh, because yeah. like you there know you i'm throughout the day i'm like meditating i'll come up here and just Great. take a breather just to get my head straight absolutely and like um so four to six and you know the thing mm. that he pointed out is like the holding yeah. points out the tension so you actually get more conscious of the tension that's in your chest and how you feel yeah. and again it's engaging your parasympathetic system so i think you're right so like stress management there's plenty of stuff out there but the first thing that you can do for all of those urges and all this other crazy stuff the the stuff that you need to itch um is that breath yeah, so that's that's yeah, great big time
big time. And then, you know, on top of that, the, some of the, like, then you get into larger lifestyle interventions, like having a really good productivity system, because I mm-hmm. can tell you when you have those open loops mm-hmm. in your mind, mm-hmm. that's the reason most people struggle with sleep. I feel like is because they're going over and over with all the things they need to do, the things they have to get done, or, you know, they have that feeling that they didn't do enough. So mm-hmm. having a good system for being a productive human being mm-hmm. is also uh, incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I, so one of the questions that I was going to ask you is like, there's all these favorite self-help books that everybody's reading and such. And Mm. I have a feeling of what my one that everybody should read is, and that's David Allen's getting things done. Um, but I don't know what, what's your thought on like, if somebody had to read one, you know, over the next six months, even take their time to read it. Is there one that you would say that, you know, this is the one that I always tell people to, to check out. You know, it depends on, so uh, like yes and no because it depends on what their goal is Mm -hmm. you know my recommendation but i think getting things done is pretty universal i do love that i love that system i use a modified version of that system but the one book that i think is universally beneficial that i think everybody should read once in their lifetime is the power of now by eckhart tolle yeah Mm -hmm. that book it's one of those you know how those things happen in your life that sort of divide your life from before and after, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. That's bo- reading that book for me mm-hmm. is one of those things mm-hmm. where there's my life before I read Power of Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's mm-hmm. my life after I read Power of Now. And then a uh, close second would be Untethered Soul by yeah. Michael Singer. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I love that one. Yeah. I think that one is a little more... Um, uh, uh, touchy-feely, yeah, fuzzy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's like a unicorn on the cover. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but, it gets weird. But, like the first two uh, chapters are great, and then it gets a little it weird. It talks about the inner roommate and stuff like yeah, that, which, well, is, which is cool. Smart. It's just yeah. cool, but then it talks about like the seat of the soul and the universe, you know, and stuff. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, But Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, like that is, if you really do read that and you take the time to reflect on it, there's undeniable truth, universal truth Mm -hmm. for every human being that opens up a new dimension. I truly feel like so many people are living with that, with that, with the ego, with Mm -hmm. that voice inside their heads Mm -hmm. that's running the show without even recognizing it. Right. And when you can create the space in your life to become aware of that and to recognize that, and you realize that almost everything that we do and that we talk about, like you and I, even everything we've talked about thus far, like all of that is on the surface. There is such a deeper place everybody can get to. And that book to me unlocks that. So I yeah. would say Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And for those of you who don't, aren't a huge, you know, aren't huge readers, um, just look at his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing videos. Mm-hmm. If you can get over the uh, the accent, I think it's German. I'm not, and I'm not sure what accent it is. Mm-hmm. But if you can get over the accent, I mean, he he is um, an absolute. He was a life changer for me. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a great place to end our first conversation. Yeah. I think we've uh, summarized a lot of stuff. Um, you know, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing the work. Awesome. And um, you know, I hope to have you back to talk about more. Jeez, well, we even stand you up with your own podcast. I think just to do this kind of stuff, and you can be in like under a little, a little podcast umbrella. Yeah, anything about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would love to. I would welcome any opportunity. For All right, sure. cool. All right, thanks, Zach. All right, thank you. Thanks, Zach, for coming in and having a conversation with me. I think it was very enlightening on a lot of different fronts.
My whole life isn't really about vitamins. It's about helping people change their perspective. The stories we tell and the ones that are told to us often restrict us into this framework and structure where we feel we have to work inside of that. Uh, and as a result, we're limited by it. So uh, Zach and I believe that our first job is to break down this false mindset and, and see the big picture for what it really is. And remember, wellness doesn't come from a bottle. The real change comes from defining our goals, the big picture life goals, the heavy stuff and then defining what we need to be true on a yearly, monthly, and daily basis to make those goals become a reality. I know we're gonna speak more on this topic in the future, but for now, I recommend you check out Zach and Alchemy Total Wellness. Search them out on Facebook and Instagram, or you know, go old school and just go to their website, alchemytotalwellness.com, and alchemy is A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, totalwellness.com. Sign up for their mailing list. It's not junk, but instead like real good information to help motivate you and keep you on track. And you can reach Zach directly. It's Z-A-C-K, Zach at alchemytotalwellness.com. And again, alchemy is A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. That's it for this episode. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and be well.